0: Welcome to church on this Mother's Day. We want to invite you to worship with us, to to sing along, to to praise the Lord with us. Uh, Again, happy Mother's Day to all the moms who might be watching this morning. We hope you have a great day. We hope your family spoils you. We hope that it is a great day celebrated with the Lord. Uh, Watch along, sing along with us. Comment in the uh, comment section if you have a prayer request. But let us worship the Lord together. Can't be together face to face, but let's worship Him together in spirit and in truth this morning. Amen, amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
1: chains that are binding us sometimes we have burdens that are weighing us down and I know we've all been missing our connection so much we miss the time after worship where we can come and lay our burdens down to him but you can do that right where you are he's with you wherever you are if you're in your car listening if you're in your living room he's with you he's surrounding you he can lift those burdens and those chains off of you so as we keep singing I encourage you to lay those burdens down at his feet Lay all your hurts, your broken hearts, your financial issues, your marriage issues, your kids who you, you just feel like there's no hope for them. Lay them at his feet. He's here to lift your burdens off of you. He can change everything. He can change your life, your life that you feel there's no hope, I messed up, I've gone too far. He can change everything.
2: Yeah.
0: surrender to you lord we unload those burdens onto you lord we put those things at your feet we cast our cares upon you because you care for us god we unburden ourselves this morning god that weight that we've been carrying around we just take it off of our shoulders and we lay it at your feet god forgive us god heal us god change us god make us god shape us mold us into your image God, we are at your feet. We are at your mercy. God, do to us what needs to be done. God, I pray that if there are those watching who need forgiveness, God, they would find it in you right now. That they would beg you for forgiveness. They would ask you for forgiveness. And Lord, you will forgive. God, if there are those who need relationships healed, God, I pray they would give them to you. God, that you would heal relationships. That you would heal... uh, enmity today between mothers and sons and mothers and daughters and fathers and sons and fathers and daughters and husbands and wives God I pray that you would reconcile today that you would redeem today God that you would do a work today Lord we turn our cares and our burdens and even our hopes and our dreams and God we put them in your feet and we put them in your hands Lord, I thank you for your spirit that I feel in this place right now. Lord, I pray for those who are watching that 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 same spirit would lift them up, would move on them, would convict them, would draw them, would heal them, would redeem them, would restore them. Lord, we just worship you this morning. Lord, I pray for for the needs that have come in. Lord, I pray for Heath Nolan this morning. God, I pray that you would touch him. God, I pray that you would work on his behalf, work in his situation. What I pray for Kathy this morning. What I pray for Jamel this morning, as has been requested. God, I pray that you would touch them. God, move upon them. God, meet their needs. What I pray again for Mariah today. God, that you would continue to bless her, continue to guide her, continue to strengthen her. What I pray for Eleanor this morning. God, I pray that you would touch her and her body. But I pray again for Randall, God, that you would touch him and lift him up. God, I thank you for, God, touch him and move upon his life. God, I pray for John Glogner this morning, that you would give him a healing in his body. God, that you would raise him up from his bed of affliction. God, that, that we would know that the hand of the Lord has been at work, that you would give him a healing in his body. God, I continue to pray for Ralph as he recovers from surgery. God, I pray that your hand would be upon him. God, I pray for Joey this morning. God, I pray for her health. God, that you would continue to touch her, continue to speak to her. Lord, I pray for Robert this morning, that you would touch him, do a work in his life. God, I pray for Presley this morning, that your hand would be upon her, guiding her and leading her, strengthening her. I pray for Maria and Maho and Mio this morning, God, that your hand of protection would be upon them, that your blessing would be upon them. God, I pray for those who are sick this morning, sick in body. God, I pray for a healing right now in Jesus' name. God, I pray for those... Uh, God who are downtrodden that you would lift them up those who are far from you would come running home God I'm believing you for miracles this morning I'm believing you for the impossible this morning I'm believing you to do a work this morning but I pray in these next few moments God as as we sing and as we look into your word God that you would continue to speak to us and change us God do a work in our hearts may we leave this uh, meeting challenged and changed by the power of your word, Jesus Christ, and by the power of your Holy Spirit. I thank you for it. And in Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Let's sing that chorus one more time before we move on. amen amen god is good the band may be seated (laughs) god is good to us river church amen let me just say again happy mother's day to all of those who are watching thank you for tuning in if you're not a mom i'm glad you tuned in too i uh I made the mistake a few years back of preaching a Mother's Day sermon that attempted to tell moms how to be good moms, and coming from a guy, as you, that went about as well as you could imagine. Uh, so I decided I would never make that mistake again. All I did was pretty much make all the moms feel bad. So today, I'm going to make everybody feel bad, not just the moms. So that's the goal today, that everybody will feel bad. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I want to update you a little bit um, about uh, when we can maybe rejoin or or re-get together. Um, You know, we are still working and putting a plan um, in place on when we can uh, begin church in the building again. I've been talking with the district officials, um, getting counsel from local officials and talking to the team uh, here at the church, and um, we just want to do what is in the best interest of, not just what's in the best interest of the church, but what's in the best interest of of you all, the people that we we serve. So so trust me when I say we are being diligent and we are trying to do the right thing, and we're trying to, to come back uh, together. We're, we're, we're wanting to do that as soon as we possibly can, but we're also um, trying to Consider everyone's well-being in doing that, and also talking with our officials. So, so we will be updating you um, as as we go. I, I don't want to set set a date in stone yet because, um, as we all know, this is a fluctuating situation. So. So we will update you, but just know that we cannot wait to see you all again. We cannot wait to be with you all again. I cannot wait until the Sunday when we come back together. And as Jesse mentioned, we can have prayer time where we gather together and we lift, lift up one another's burdens. We share one another's burdens. I'm so looking forward to that. Um, so we'll keep you updated. We'll keep you posted. We're not just going to all of a sudden have a have a church service on a Sunday morning without getting word out to you. Um, so we, we will keep you posted, um, but pray for us that we will do what is right and that we will be led of the Lord in, in our decisions regarding that. So it is Mother's Day. Um, Happy Mother's Day. We've said it a thousand times. I'll we'll probably say it 15 or 20 more. Um, uh, Mother's Day is not on the, the church calendar but it is a day that, that we typically, um, in mostly in Protestant churches, we, we have sermons geared towards mothers. Um, and We talk about moms, and, and we're kind of given a hard time about that. But, but that's kind of what we've done here um, at this church. Ever since I was a kid, we've always honored moms on Mother's Day. And at the end of the service today, we would have all the moms come forward, and we'd have a gift for you. Um, uh, we didn't, were not able to do that in person um, this year. Hopefully some of you received a Mother's Day gift from the church, Um, and if you did not receive a Mother's Day gift from the church, and you would like one, uh, just comment on uh, the Facebook um, page, and I will get that to you, Uh, but but moms, you are important, you're really important, we want to let you know that, we want to let you know we believe that, your leadership and your example, your voice and your faith is important to the life of your children. And moms, the faith that you live out can inspire um, your family and your children. And I love this scripture. It's in 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 6. It says, and this is Paul talking, and he's talking to Timothy. And he says, I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that the same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames, the spiritual gift of God, uh, the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. So, so Timothy was inspired by the faith of his, his grandmother first and then his mother. Uh, so moms know that, that your faith can inspire your children and your grandchildren, but, but I don't just want to just put that limit on you and say you can only inspire in those places. Because I feel like the church has done a poor job of telling moms, your, your place is to your children and your grandchildren. It, it's a nice way of saying um, that your place is in the home, and that's not what I want to say today. Moms, yes, you can inspire your, your children, and your faith will inspire your grandchildren, but it will also inspire other believers that you go to church with. It will inspire... Um, Men in your church, women in your church, moms, your faith will inspire people, not just your family, not just, in your, not just your children, but your faith can be an inspiration. See, here at the River Church, we believe that moms and women can be preachers and prophets and, and can pray for people and over people. That, that all the spiritual gifts that, that many churches leave to the men are also on the women. And also on the mom. So moms, you're not just a great example to your kids. Yes, be that. Yes, be that. But you are also a great example to the church. You are also a great leader to the church. Of the strongest people I know, most of them are women. Now, I do know some strong men. I'm not, I'm not saying that. And I'm not talking about physically strong. Because that's superficial. I'm talking about that they can stand in the face of the greatest challenge. They can stand in the face of the greatest calamity. Their world can be falling apart, but they can still stand and still have faith. Some of the strongest people I know are women. My mom is one of those people. That no matter what, you can, you can put the facts in front of her and tell her there is no way what you're doing, you can't, it can't be done. And she will just shrug it off and say, oh, well, well, the Lord will help me. I guess the Lord's gonna have to do something really big here, isn't he? And I'm not making fun of my mom. She's strong. She's a strong woman. And I honor that in her. Women, you are strong. Moms, you are strong. So I just want to get that, I just want get, to get that off my chest. That, that I don't, I'm not speaking when I speak to moms, I'm not, it's not in a condescending way where I'm just saying, well, there's there's a neat little place cut out for you, and it's just right here. You can be a you can, your faith can inspire your kids and your grandkids, but that's it. You leave the church matters to us. That's not what I'm saying. I don't, I don't want any moms to think that because we don't think that. And the scripture does not bear that out. Okay. I just want to get that off my chest. And I know that, that also Mother's Day can be a painful day for many people, um, where we where we mourn the ones that we have lost we mourn our grandmothers and our mothers I I have lost grandmothers that I miss today I mourn today I, I, I long for them today so so I understand that it can be a painful place from from that perspective it can also be a painful place where where you feel like you haven't done enough or you haven't been good enough or you've made mistakes. Moms, I want you to just sit back and receive the grace of Christ today and don't don't Try to think about where you've messed up or where you've done wrong. That is not what this message is about. But I am going to talk a little bit about moms today. So, and I'm going to start with the first mom that we find in the Bible. And that's found in Genesis 3.20. So, so this message will be a message for all of us. Not just the moms, but hopefully it will be for the moms too, but it will be for all of us, and hopefully at the end, we all can find some application for our lives. So if you're not a mom, I don't want you to tune me out, but if you are a mom, don't tune me out either, unless you just really don't like me, then you can tune me out, that's fine. That a lot of you probably will fall into that category. Maybe I should just read the scripture. Then the man, Adam, named his wife Eve, because she would be the mother of all who live. Uh, Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the scripture. Lord, I pray as we look into it, God, that we would find some meaning, some application. God, that you would speak to our hearts today. Speak to us today. God, I pray that you would encourage and you would lift up and you would bind up the wounds of those who are brokenhearted, God, and you would draw those... um, who are far from you, but that you would also open up the ears of those who claim to know you. Open up our ears to the cries of those, the cries of the innocent. I thank you for it in Christ's name we pray, amen. So, Scripture tells us that Eve would be the mother of all who live. Eve, the mother of all living. I read something this week that says... um, A study has suggested, of course, they haven't taken the DNA of all seven and a half billion people upon the earth, but they did a very large study, and what they have found is that no one that they studied was more than uh, 50th cousins. So all of us, I mean 50th cousins, I mean that's a lot of removed, but we are all, according to this study, this study would suggest that all of us are no more than 50th cousins, so all of us are kind of like Cousin Eddie, I guess. We're married to our cousin. Uh, but our 50th cousin, not our first cousin. But, but we are all the daughters of Eve in that way, that we are all somehow related. But I want to suggest to you that we are all the daughters of Eve in another way that I believe that Scripture is telling us. The first human that was ever given birth to, according to the Genesis account, the first humans are Adam and Eve. But then the first human born from their relationship, the first one is a murdering liar. The first one. We're not talking about ten generations down the line. They, they got, things got pretty bad, you know. No, no, no. The first... Human born, according to the Genesis story, the first human born is a murderer and a liar. The first one. And I am suggesting to you that it is in that way that we are all sons and daughters of Eve. It is in that way that we all are descendants of Eve. Genesis 4, 8 through 10 says this. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. Sounds like a good good enough time. (laughs) And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? I like how the King James Version says, am I my brother's keeper? But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. This this is an astonishing story. I've already mentioned it. The first child born of a womb is a murdering liar. The first one. And he murders his brother. And he never repents. He never apologizes. He never begs for forgiveness. All he cares about is himself. You read all of Genesis 4. All Cain can talk about to God after this is, he's not, oh, I'm so sorry, forgive me. All he cares about is what his life is going to be like from now on. The only thing that Cain cares about are his own needs, his own desires, his own comfort. And it is in this way, I think, that we are all the the sons and daughters of Eve, that We don't care about the cries of our brothers and sisters. We care about us. We all have the ability, I believe, to sink this low, to sink as low as Cain did. We all have enough fear, enough hatred, enough greed if we let that grow. Because what God says to, to Cain before this happens, he's like, sin is crouching at your door and it is waiting for you. And if you don't master it, then it will get the best of you. Sin is crouching at the door. Waiting for us. And if we give in to greed, if we give in to hate, if we give in to fear, then we will become as Cain. Enough fear, enough hate, enough greed will push us in that direction. We're all Cain in many ways. In many ways, Eve is the mother of all. Genesis 4.25 says, and, and, and she gives birth to another son named him Seth. For she said, God has granted me another son in place of Abel, whom Cain killed. If Eve ever cries for Abel, we don't know about it. She's, she just wanted to replace Abel. We, d- we don't ever see if she cries for Abel. No one cries for Abel. No one cries for Abel. We're always just trying to replace the ones that get murdered or that we murder. We'll just replace them. The first first thing that we see weep or cry or, or the thing that cries in all of Scripture is the blood of Abel. It is the first thing that cries. And God says to Cain, listen for that cry. And I believe that God is saying to us, Today, to listen to the cries. Listen, open up our ears and listen for the cries of the innocent. Listen for the cries of the innocent. Listen, open our ears and listen, forget about our comfort, forget about um, the, the systems and, and the things that have comforted us or that benefit us, and we start listening for the cries of the marginalized, the cries of the, of, of, of the stranger, the cries of those who, who look different than us, who, whose skin color is different than us, who haven't had the same privileges we have. It's time we open our ears and listen for their cries. God is telling us, listen for the cries of your brother. Listen, the the blood of your brother is crying out. Listen. River Church, that's what I'm telling you this morning. I feel like God said to me this week, you need to open your ears and listen for the cries. God is asking us, pleading with us to listen to the cries from the blood of the innocent. Cry for the blood. Of Ahmaud Arbery. This is not a political statement. I'm not trying to to be political. But a young black man was shot in the middle of the street with people watching it and recording it in the United States of America. Not in uh, 1935, not in 1955, not even 1975, but in 2020. And if your first response is to give the, the, the white men with guns the benefit of the doubt, if that's the first response that comes out of you is, well, what was he doing? Then you're giving the, 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 the white men with the guns the, the benefit of the doubt. This young man was not breaking into their home. Pastor Walker and I did a, did a video about this, and it's on, it's on Facebook. It's not like someone was breaking into your home. If someone's breaking into your home, that's a different story. I understand that. But your intent should never be murder as a Christian. Now, as an American, you can do whatever you want, apparently, if you have a gun. And you're white. (laughs) And I'm not trying to, to make light of it. I'm not trying to laugh. These men, and why are you saying that? Because these men were exonerated. They shot somebody in the middle of, a, of the street who was not breaking into their vehicle or breaking into their home. They followed him and shot him in the street. And they were exonerated. Well, why are you talking about it? People shoot people all the time. These men were exonerated by a system. Well, now they're not. Now they're going after them. But they're only going after them because the video has come out. These men initially were exonerated, now they're, they've been arrested but only because a video was leaked. So, so, so why am I talking about this this morning? Can, can we do anything to bring that young man back? No, no, we can't. But this type of thing happens too often. And if your first response is to question those who are the murdered and give the benefit of the doubt to those who do the murdering, I just want you to ask yourself, where do you suppose that comes from? I just want you to ask yourself, where is that coming from? When that comes up in you, when you hear about that, and you hear about those things, where does that come from? And I ask you to take Jesus into that place and let him transform it. Because this morning, on Mother's Day, there's a mother in Georgia. Her name is Wanda. Wanda. And today she cries, and she weeps. And her tears aren't for justice or for vengeance or for retribution. She weeps because she misses her son. She weeps on this Mother's Day because he won't walk through that door and bring her a gift and flash her a smile and tell her he loves her and honors her. She weeps. Listen. Can you hear her cry? Listen. Listen. Moms, can you hear that cry? Can you feel that cry? And until we can open up our ears and hear that cry, the cry of, of those who, who are hurting, the cry of, of the innocent, the cry of the, the blood of those who have been murdered, the cry of those who have suffered great loss, until we can open up our ears and hear those cries. Because if, if, if what comes out of you is... I am not my brother's keeper. I am not my sister's keeper. I am not responsible for anybody but me. I'm looking out for number one, the old Travis Tritt song says. That's great if you're Travis Tritt and you can do that. But Jesus wouldn't sing that song. Jesus wouldn't sing, I did it my way, or or I'm looking out for number one. Because he didn't. And guess what? You are a Christian. And so you can't do it that way either. You can either be a son of Adam and live your life like that, or a son of the second Adam, Jesus, and live your life like he did. Man, I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. I went from talking about moms to all kinds of stuff. Too often, we're like Cain and we say, Am I my brother's keeper? And here's what I want to say, unless those of us who benefit from systems of justice and systems slanted in our favor, until we unstop our ears and we listen for the cries, nothing will change in this country or in any other place where that's going on. Those of us who think that nothing needs to change haven't cried those tears, or we haven't opened up our ears to hear the cries of those tears. Listen to the cries of the innocent as their blood cries out. Open up your ears to people who don't look like you. If the only place that you are getting your news or your information or your opinions about world events and things that are going on, if the only place you're getting them from are from people who look just like you and think just like you, then you've got a pretty small worldview. You've got a pretty small idea of what's really going on. You're only seeing it through your eyes in your perspective. I had a friend, uh, a guy I worked with one time, I was talking to him and I said, uh, he was talking about the newspaper. I said, well, I just read, this. I only read the sports section. He said, well, then why do you even bother? Because you, you don't get any smarter from reading the paper. He said, he said, I read the paper to gain knowledge. He's like, you just read it to reinforce what you already know. I'm like, well, I don't know all the things. He's like, but yeah, but you get my point. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess so. If we only read and listen to those people who already share the same opinion as us, then our worldview will be small. If we only listen to preachers who look like us, if we only listen to spiritual leaders who have lived the experience that we have, and I believe there are some great spiritual leaders out there who have a broad view, who, who do try to get a good view. But we need to listen to our brothers and our sisters in Christ who don't look like us. We need to listen to them and hear their experiences and listen to their cries. Y'all are wishing I had just talked about moms and picked on moms. I'm sorry. I just was, I was just so frustrated and upset, upset this week not a yes by what happened in the, in the images that I had to view, but also by the responses of Christians. The responses of Christians who, who want to defend people and say, oh, they're just law-abiding citizens. That's the state law. Stand your ground. Approach somebody in the middle of the street with a gun, and then when they try to, to protect themselves, you, you just murder them? Okay that's not the Jesus way that's not the Christian way I don't care what the law says that is not the way of Jesus that's the way of Cain that's the way of Cain Abel's blood was crying out the blood of of the innocent still cry out today And yes, I I believe the blood of the innocent um, from from the unborn, I believe it cries out too. And I I believe that 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 blood cries out. And we need to listen for those cries. We need to stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. But it does not end at the womb. It extends beyond the womb. Yes, we, we weep and we cry for the unborn whose blood is shed. And we pray for them and we pray to stop that and to bring justice to that. But we also pray to, to stop endless violence that happens in our country. We pray to stop uh, murder of all kinds. Any life that's taken should get a pro-lifer upset. If you claim to be pro-life and you only care about babies in the womb, but you don't, you're not crying for this mother, Wanda, this morning, then you're not pro-life. Okay, I'm all worked up. Whew. Sorry, I need to shake it off. <laughs> I hope nobody's watching. <laughs> I hope this is all just the few of us that are here. Whew. <laughs> oh, Lord, forgive me. I've done a poor job this morning, but I hope you get the point, y'all. God is good. Hebrews 12, 24. Abel is not the last blood that speaks. The writer of Hebrews tells us, You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people, and the sprinkled blood which speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. Jesus' blood comes along and speaks a different song. The world, up until Jesus, had followed the ways of Cain. Civilization had followed the ways of Cain, Where it was murder and uh, vengeance for murder, and you hurt me, so I'm gonna hurt you, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. All the way up through Jesus, that was the attitude. But then Jesus comes, and his blood speaks something different. Jesus' blood speaks too, Jesus' blood speaks forgiveness. What comes with forgiveness? Repentance, right? We've heard that our whole life. With, with forgiveness comes repentance, right? When, when we repent of our sins, we, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, John tells us. If we will repent, he's faithful to forgive. Well, it's time that we repent. I believe that it's time that we acknowledge our sin and turn from it. That's what repentance is. Acknowledging your sin and turning from it. Well, in this case, a lot of us Privilege need to acknowledge our sin and turn from it. No, you didn't pull the trigger uh, and you haven't murdered anyone that's innocent or or murdered anyone probably if you're watching this. But we have benefited from systems and and from things that, that lead to cases like this. And so it's time for us to hear their cries and to repent of that. That's all I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to drive to Georgia with picket signs and No, but I'm asking you to examine your own heart. That's what repentance is. You examine. uh, Search me, O God. See if there's any way in me that is wicked. Examine yourself. Look for any ways in you that might be wicked. Repent of those and turn from them. It's time that we listen to the cries of the innocent. Abel's blood cries for vengeance. But Christ's blood cries for forgiveness. And may the cry for vengeance be met with repentance and may that lead us to forgiveness. Amen. May we listen for the cries of the innocent. One of today's lectionary readings is, uh, on the church calendar is Acts 7th chapter where Stephen is dragged out in stone. And there's a great article written by um, Dr. Chris Green on this very topic uh, on this. And I'm not going to preach that to you. But <clears throat> Stephen is dragged outside of the city by law-abiding citizens, and he's stoned to death. And nobody is there to stand up for him. Nobody sticks up for Stephen. Nobody sticks up for Jesus when he's uh, dragged before the authorities, and he's uh, unjustly crucified. Later in, in Acts, um, I believe it's the 20th chapter, it's, it's later in the book of Acts, Paul is, is drug in, and they're getting ready to kill him, and there's Lots of Christians. There are thousands of Christians, it says in Jerusalem. And nobody sticks up for him either. I don't want to be that kind of Christian. That when I see something wrong happening, I don't stand up for what is right. I don't want to be that type of person. I want to stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. That's what we're called to do. Nobody sticks up for for Stephen in that story. I, I encourage you to read Uh, Acts, the seventh chapter, and read the story of Stephen and how that ends for him. But Jesus stands up for him. He sees Jesus standing at the right hand of God the Father right before he passes. I encourage you to read that and then read the words of Stephen as he's filled with the Spirit right before he passes. Then he says, Father, don't hold this sin against them. He's just like Jesus in that way. And that's how we're to be as well. We're We're to We're to listen for the cries, and then we're to stand up. I believe that's that's what I want this message to call you to today. So we started out talking about moms, and then we took a left turn somewhere, and I'm really not sure where we ended up, but I'm going to give you a recap. I'll ask the band to come back. We're going to end with a song so that you can cleanse your palate of this horrible sermon with, (laughs) with some good music. So in my conclusion, let me say that we are all sons and daughters of Eve, that we are all flawed, and that none of us are perfect. And to the moms today, moms, you aren't perfect. You're not expected to be perfect. You have made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. But that's okay, moms. You are enough. And I encourage you and I I, I pray for you the peace and the grace of Christ over you today as you celebrate and as you're celebrated by your family. And then my second uh, point is to challenge ourselves to listen for the cries of those who are crying out for mercy and for justice. Listen for the cries of justice. Open up your ears and listen to those people who are speaking right now. Who don't look like us. Who have experienced a, a different world than what we've experienced. Open up your ears and listen to their cries. Listen for their cries. Don't don't be one of those who says, Am I my brother's keeper? No, I'm taking care of myself and my own, and that's all I have to worry about. That is not the Jesus way. That is not the Christian way. That's the Cain way. That's how Cain responded. But Jesus came and he spoke a different way, a different worldview. It is not just about you. You are your brother's keeper. You are your sister's keeper. Listen to them. Listen for their cries. Listen for their tears. And don't just listen to their cries, but let us repent and make the wrong things right. Let us repent of the injustices in our own life in our own prejudices. Let us repent of those. Let us invite Jesus into those. Let us ask Him to heal us of those. And let us stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. Let us continue the war within ourselves. Paul said he had to die daily to his flesh. That wants to to serve flesh and serve ourselves and make just our lives comfortable. Let us do that. Let us fight that fight. And let us stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. Let us cry out to God. Don't let Abel's blood be the only thing that's crying out to God. Don't let Amad's blood be the only thing that's crying out to God. Don't let the, the innocent babies, don't let their blood be the only thing that's crying out to God. River Church, we must cry out to God. We must join their voices and cry out to God. Lord, we cry out to you. Lord, we ask you for healing, God. God, we don't have all the answers. God, I don't have all the answers for for these situations in this country and, and for what's going on in Georgia. I don't have all the answers. But God, I'm crying out to you. God, I'm asking you to do a work inside of me to change me. God, open up my ears and let me hear the cries of those. Let me hear the cries of the innocent. God, those wicked ways inside of me that want me to just say I'm not my brother's keeper, I'm not my sister's keeper. God, that wickedness in me rooted out. God, take it out of me. God, I give it to you. I submit it to you. Jesus, come inside of that place and heal that. Lord, we want to be like you. God, I don't want to be like Cain. I don't want to live my life with vengeance and hatred and jealousy. I want to live my life like Jesus. I want to live my life like Jesus. Let us sing this song together as our benediction. Let us worship Him. Church, if, if, if you're challenged and if you're uncomfortable this morning, good. Good, then, then the Word is doing its work. Lean into that. Don't run from it. Lean into it. Lord, challenge us today. We say all the time that the Word of God comforts the afflicted, but it afflicts the comfortable. And I pray that it does that work in us today. If we need comfort, I pray it comfort, brings comfort. But if we need pushed out of our comfort zone, I pray it does that work. Let us sing together as our benediction.
2: All these pieces broken and scattered in mercy God.